Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey, everybody, it's the Lowe's. Uh, welcome back. Week three of the NFL. Uh, crazy happenings around the league. You know, a lot of lot of upsets, a lot of point spreads being destroyed. Miami going to overtime with uh, with Cleveland and just eking away with a victory. Pittsburgh getting spanked by Philadelphia. You know, that that's why they play the games. You, you can't win them on paper before it happens. Yeah, I was reading a tweet uh, about the Carson Wentz uh, hype train about how he's uh Peyton Manning on the street and Aaron Rodgers in the sheets. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, 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 the Philly beat writers need to really relax a little bit. This is, this is going crazy. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say I feel better about the bears now that uh, the Eagles destroyed the Steelers pretty handily. So it wasn't just the bears being terrible. Oh, watching the bears last night made you feel good about the bears too. Well, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to go over some of the happenings and stuff from week three, and then we'll preview the week four matchups as usual. Um, of course. And, and we'll get right started with uh, the Gillette close shave of the week. Yeah, I, I've been feeling a little, a little rugged, a little scratchy. Yeah, and this week, uh, trailing the San Diego Chargers at home in the fourth quarter, things looked pretty grim for the Indianapolis Colts. However, with under two minutes left in the game, Colts quarterback Andrew Luck found his man down the middle of the field, completing a short pass to T.Y. Hilton. Hilton broke a tackle and evaded the safety, showing his speed to go all the way down the field for a 63-yard touchdown to take back the lead in a closely contested game. Get your close shave like T.Y. Hilton with Gillette razors, our best blades for a few dollars a month, fresh blades delivered to your door, no commitments. I think Andrew Luck could use a little Gillette uh, close shave with that with that dirty beard he's got hanging off his face. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not uh, too happy with Andrew Luck right now. So if he can uh, if he can get no. it going with a clean shave, then I'd be happy with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you uh, if you drafted Andrew Luck pretty highly in your league, you're not happy right now. No, that that sort of play that he completed to T.Y. Hilton should have happened for four quarters of that game, not in the final two minutes. Yeah, I think uh, they're really missing Dante Moncrief. I don't know what exactly is going on with that offense. The line is certainly struggling, but uh, we'll get to the Colts soon enough. Let's start with the Thursday night game coming up this week, Miami at Cincinnati. Uh, how do you feel about it? Oh, this, this, this it was a 10-point spread since it, or, uh, against Cleveland. Miami is just not good. This offense can be absolute garbage. Tannehill put up 20 point, a 20 point fantasy day, despite a terrible offensive showing terrible decision-making um, the, the running backs looked terrible. Ajayi got a touchdown in overtime, but other, other than that, he went six for 17. Drake went nine for 37. Uh, Pete who, who they dug out of the closet or, or out of, Ooh, that's not what I meant. Dug out of a, a grave, a coffin or something. Uh, five for 17 Williams, one for 15 fosters out. Don't touch this backfield. The only people to even consider on this team right now are Landry. You can't start Parker cert- uh, with certainty just yet. Uh, Jordan Cameron's concussed. What's going on in Miami? 
Yeah, I'll uh, I'll echo your sentiments about this Miami team right now. You certainly can't trust Ryan Tannehill against Cincinnati, despite Trevor Simeon's nice day. Um, the entire backfield, it's just a messy, messy committee. I, I, I don't want any piece of it. Um, and not to mention, Cincinnati will get Vontaze Perfect back this week from suspension, so certainly don't love the run game in general. Um, and, and as you mentioned, certainly Jarvis Landry, a solid wide receiver too in PPR. And I actually do think that Devontae Parker excuse me, needs to be owned. Um, he's flashed quite a bit, and we saw last year that uh, he can certainly be used a lot in garbage time, and this Miami team is going to give them a lot of catch-up game scripts. Yeah, I, I don't think Cincinnati's going to give them the opportunity to have much garbage time. They're going to control this game handling. Yeah, we'll see, though, because um, the Denver wide receivers certainly had success against the, the secondary for Cincinnati, so it, it's certainly possible that we'll see Landry and Parker do all right in this game. Uh, one other quick note I wanted to bring up is with Jordan Cameron out with that concussion, certainly uh, only a deep league ad, but Deion Sims has looked pretty decent in the past when he's been given the opportunity. Um, certainly uh, he has some rapport with Tannehill in the red zone. So again, for deeper leagues, Deion Sims worth a look. Yeah. Best thing he could do is get traded. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see Adam Gase uh, like uh, having Sims on the field. We'll uh, certainly monitor the situation. Who knows? That's why they play the games on the other side of the football, Cincinnati uh, Dalton had a tough time as expected versus Denver's defense. Um, uh I'm not considering Dalton a great uh, replacement for Rodgers this week. If you're looking to fill in for Rodgers on a bye or anything like that, um, Cincinnati, I think, is going to run this game out early. I think this is another Jeremy Hill game. Um, I think you can start him with confidence as a running back to this game. You know, you got your Geo weeks, you got your Hill weeks. Um, Hill's running well as of last game. I don't see any reason for them not to lean on him and, you know, turn the clock out in this game. Not, not expecting two touchdowns again, but it would be a very nice touch. Um, AJ Green, but I'm not really looking at much else for the for those reasons stated. Yeah, for me, I expect a bounce back game here from Dalton, and uh, certainly he's worth adding to your watch list if he's been dropped in any leagues. Um, we do expect Tyler Eifert back relatively soon. Uh, supposedly, he's going to be a game time decision this week. Um, could be limited returning, but uh, I think he has to be a low end tight end one to start if he plays at all. Um, and then to, to your point with Jeremy Hill, I, I just, he's so inconsistent that it's difficult to start him with confidence. He'll get you 30 yards and one catch one week. And then the next week he'll go off for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. It, you know, both Hill and Geo are just flex plays for me. It really kind of depends on the Bengals game script. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think that the Bengals are a little easier to telegraph than, than like new England with Tom Brady under center, what they're going to do with the running back situation. Sure, and that's fair. Um, I'm taking Cincinnati here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next game up is going to be the Colts at Jacksonville. Um, Andrew Luck, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, he's not looking great. Yeah, we didn't take long getting into it. Wow, I'm sorry. The, the, New, Orleans, the New Orleans game, there was just a crazy muffed punt play. Uh, the, the, uh, the gunner blasted right through his own punt returner. You, you'll see it when it crosses your TV. Sorry. Uh, Andrew Luck, very disappointing thus far, uh, in my opinion. The, the uh, Indianapolis offense just isn't uh, what we're expecting from it. Um, Gore had a nice day, of course, 82 yards on the ground, touchdown. 
Um, Turbin vultured one from the five-yard line with a touchdown for him as well. Uh, Bill Dorsett, I was really expecting to uh, light up the scoreboard or, or at least the stat sheets against San Diego's, um, you know, middling secondary, but didn't really do much. Three catches for 27 yards. Um, I might even look elsewhere, but th this matchup is still nice against Jacksonville. So I can't can't blame you if you don't start him, but I'm, I'm personally going to see what else I can find in the waiver wire. Yeah, uh, certainly Andrew Luck looks underwhelming, but you're going to fire him up against a pretty shaky Jacksonville secondary. And uh, certainly I would be holding on to Luck for the late season push. If you need to stream some people, um, you know, mid midway through the season, I think that's fine depending on the matchups. There, there are quarterbacks that I will like more than Andrew Luck week to week, but once he gets Dante Moncrief back, I think that Luck should return to that top five quarterback in fantasy status. Um, I'm on the ground here, Frank Gore, he's an RB2. He could add two touchdowns versus San Diego if not for that Robert Turbin vulture. Um, and then you're starting T.Y. Hilton. Clearly, he's a target monster with Moncrief out. Um, Luck doesn't quite trust Dorsett completely yet, and I think he's certainly a boom-bust flex play here against Jacksonville. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, about Doyle Brunson or or Doyle McPoyle or, or whatever this guy's name is. Uh, to me, it's a repeat of the Alan Fleener situation that's been in Indianapolis the past two years until now. Um, I don't I don't see why I would look at this any differently, uh, which which means I'm not excited to start either of them. Yeah, I think Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle are going to kind of vulture each other's value right now. Um, they're certainly uh, playing a lot of two tight end sets with Moncrief out they're, They don't have much at wide receiver in terms of depth. And uh, I think they're both just tight end twos with upside. It depends really who's going to get those touchdowns week to week. And it's going to be hard to predict. Yeah. Getting touchdowns finally for uh, Allen Robinson on the other side of the football. Um, that, that was pretty nice to see him finally, you know, rip the, rip the lid off the basket or whatever the football analogy would be there. I'm sorry. I would say that one more time. Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah, certainly uh, re regressed uh, in a positive way this week in terms of touchdowns. Uh, that second touchdown actually was ruled incomplete at first, and then the refs decided that was completely ridiculous and made the right call and gave him that touchdown. I was really surprised. Kelvin Johnson, I'm sure, wishes that that officiating crew was, was uh, on. Wow, that's, that's an old reference now. <laughs> or Des Bryant. Or Des Bryant. Um, yeah, but uh, Blake Bortles just looking awful to start the season. Uh, he's thrown, what, 10, 11 interceptions already, and just, man, uh, Jacksonville certainly uh, can't be happy with the regression that this team has taken. And on the ground as well, Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon both struggling to get anything going, averaging under two yards per carry right now. Um, I, I don't think that Yeldon or Ivory is startable right now. And honestly, if you needed to drop either one of them for somebody this week, I, I think it's fine. Oh, I, I don't know that I'd go as far as dropping any of them. Um, Ivory may not even start this game. He was limping during the game. Uh, Yeldon, I, I, I mean, in deeper leagues, you, you can't, you know, take Yeldon out of flex consideration. Um, this was another down game from Bortles. I, I, I'm really... You know, giving him one more game against this Indianapolis secondary, which is is healing, but it's still, you know, it's still not, you know, a, a great NFL starting secondary. But they they are getting better with uh, people coming off the injured uh, off the uh, injury block, whatever that is. Um, but if if Bortles isn't good this game, then I'm going to start abandoning ship on on all of Jacksonville, except Allen. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, certainly, it depends on the options in free agency right now. But uh, as of right now, I'd much rather, and we'll get there once we get to some of the waiver wire ads. But I'd much rather take, you know, Jarek McKinnon, Jordan Howard, if if any of those guys are out there. I, I think I would t- easily take them over TJ Yeldon. And there are other options out there as well that I think uh, I would drop Yeldon for. So we'll we'll get to that part of the show. Um, in terms of Allen Robinson, you're not worried if you're an owner now that you see the upside. Uh, which has always been there, just a slow start for him, really. Um, and then Alan Hearns, a flex play and a potential shootout here. And then Julius Thomas, still low end tight end one for me, despite a bad week. Baltimore is pretty good at defending against the tight end, but uh, the Colts are not, as we saw with Hunter Henry last week. So start him up. Yep, like I said, I'm starting the guy, all of them this week. Um, I, I really think that they're going to get things going. If they can't get it done at home, against this Indianapolis secondary, then then it's time to jump ship. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I gotta take the Colts with Vontae Davis back. I'm having I'm having faith. I'm sitting in Jacksonville. Ooh, uh yeah, I don't I don't think the people in Jacksonville even have as much faith as you do. So I'll stick with my pick with the Colts. All right. Um next game up here is gonna be Tennessee at Houston. Uh who do you like here? Oh, that's sort of cute. The entire AFC South is playing each other this week, aren't they? Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be pretty bad. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like anybody in this game. If you're asking, like, it on a personal level, or well, no, I like I like DeAndre Hopkins. I like uh, on the Tennessee side. I like Delaney Walker if he gets back in the game. Um, got to monitor him from a return to practice. Um, but Watt and Clowney are going to get after Mariota here. Uh, Mariota has not looked really good he hasn't he's looked disjointed he hasn't gotten into much of a rhythm um, but he's faced some decent defenses Uh, I I really expect Houston to continue that for him um, right now Uh, Murray was leaned on 114 yards on the ground got the touchdown he's going to continue to get good usage he's a solid running back too for right now before Henry starts to chip away at that workload Um, Tajay Sharp after a hot start in week one just has been nothing to write home about Um, I'm I can't I can't reasonably put him in any lineups for now yeah i'm um, sorry real quick before i talk about the titans here uh a, kind of an off-topic question for you do you think sure. that the colts would even be eight and eight if they didn't play in the afc south the last couple of years no no way yeah I, I think that honestly they've looked a lot better than they actually are simply because of the weak division that they're in yeah, I mean, just beating up on, on Jacksonville and Tennessee, you know, that's four games right there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, so uh, going back to Tennessee, you're, you're firing up DeMarco Murray as a mid-range RB2. Uh, certainly he's getting involved in the run game and the pass game, getting those goal line looks. And uh, Delaney Walker, uh, definitely worth monitoring if he returns from the hamstring injury, you're starting him. Um, and, and I think you're right. That's it for right now. Tajay Sharp is a, is a desperation flex or a wide receiver for He's still getting a ton of targets. Um, he's just not converting anything in terms of scores. Uh, although I will say that he was tackled on the two yard line in the game against Oakland. Uh, so a, a nice game could be coming, uh, but you certainly, uh, wouldn't want to start him unless he gets that touchdown. Um, on the Houston yeah, re- side here, uh, sorry, yeah, go re- ahead. Richard Matthews looked like the one this game uh, with leading the team with eight targets. But other than that, I mean, there's really nothing to note about him. He, he exists. Yeah. You, uh, the only reason that he's important to mention is because he's taking up more targets from sharp and, and Walker. Yeah, certainly. I, I well, once Walker comes back, I think that that whole offense has helped a little bit because they just don't have any receiving weapons. Probably true. 
Um, okay, Houston side here. Uh, wow, what a what a terrible loss to New England. Shut out Bill O'Brien. The uh, the apprentice has not yet learned enough to take on the master. Uh, what do you think about uh, versus Tennessee here? No, Brock Osweiler was spanked, embarrassed, run amok, bamboozled, swindled. He was he was he was taken to the woodshed, and you know what happens in the woodshed. Um, they were outmanned, just like you said. Uh, I, I still can't start Osweiler. Tennessee is a decent defense. They're they're definitely in the top sixteen defenses in the NFL. Probably probably top, maybe even top fifteen. Um, start Miller. Start start uh, start Hopkins. Fuller. I think the main thing to take from this is that Fuller is human. He's not the all. He's not the all-knowing rookie. He's not omnipotent. He can't. He's not the world beater. Um, he can be game planned against and he can be shut down and, and he's a rookie. They're, they're not going to all have great games every, every, uh, every single week. Yeah. Uh, well, first I just want to gloat real quick. Uh, you know, I was talking to some guys at work last week before the, uh, new England Houston game. And I was the only one that took new England there and, uh, I'll be getting a free lunch, uh, as a result of a bet there, but very uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, for Houston, uh, Lamar Miller, he's he's a high-end RB, too. He, he's getting so many carries that he's the workhorse, and you just can't say that about enough running backs anymore in the league. Um, so definitely... You, he's, you yeah. don't think he's a one? He just... I mean, it's, it's academic, but... Not for this week, simply because I think the Tennessee run defense is decent, uh, certainly better than their secondary, and I think the way to attack them is through the air. Um, I, I just... Until Lamar Miller proves that he looks good with that added weight, I just, I mean, until he proves it, I, I can't put him as a running back one. Yeah, I, I think he's looked great with the added weight. I think he's top five in rushing in the NFL right now. He just looks slow. I, I mean, you got to think that at some I th point. I think it's the dark blue and red. You're just used to seeing that that light, bright, white, green, orange. It, it flashes across the screen. That's that's all it is. <laughs> Certainly, I mean, I ha I do have him as a high end RB two. I, I think he's right on that right on that edge. Um, I mean, I mean, do you want to do a quick uh, you know top ten running backs that I think nah, are better? No, all right, who cares? <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I, as I mentioned, I do think that that the Titans run defense is better than their pass defense. So you're you're starting Hopkins, and to your point for Will Fuller, he's still a boom bust wide receiver thief excuse me, wide receiver three. I think we're going to see him bounce back this week. Uh, I do think that Bill Belichick and New England specifically game plan to shut down Houston's deep passing game. We saw three safeties on the field for the most part for New England on defense. And I think that Fuller should do uh, you know, a lot better. I think if you fire him up as your flex play, he'll, he'll do fine this week. Tennessee is no Patriots. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Houston here. Yes, of course. All right, next game, uh, the Browns, the Browns, Cleveland, 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 uh, at Washington this week, Ugh, just terrible, ugly game last week. Yeah, uh, th this is an interesting one coming up. Um, Pryor, of, of course, just bought himself a lot of free agency bids, a lot of waiver claims. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe call me stupid, but I'm, I'm really just not buying it unless you're really desperate. You know, I, I actually thought that you were going to be super stoked about him and that I could have a hot take here, but uh, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that a lot of people are going to rush the waiver wire. They forget that Josh Gordon's coming back in a week. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, excuse me, Terrell Pryor is going to get quite the same target share once Gordon's back. And then Corey Coleman, who's out with the broken hand, he's back in about four or five weeks. So 
I just don't think that Pryor is a sustainable fantasy asset. I think he's going to have these big blow-up games, but I don't know that you can count on that week to week. So yeah, my, my read on this is that it was the perfect storm. Cleveland was down to their third quarterback. Um, they didn't know what to do. Kessler really didn't, you know, he, it's not like he worked with this, this first team at all in the preseason or, or, you know, first three weeks of, of the uh, NFL season. Um, they knew they had this dynamic weapon, this, this athlete, that's basically his position is offensive athlete or offensive weapon. Um, like Denard Robinson was billed as a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, you've got to match up against Miami who Miami is a, you know, you, you can run circles around Miami. They're, they're not a very well, coach team. They're not a very well constructed team. Um, Sue, who's the best player on that defense disappeared for almost the entirety of that game. Um, it was just the perfect storm for a player like that to take over, which can happen, you know, with, with this, with this level of uh, talented athlete. Um, I don't expect him to do that against any other team this year. Yeah. I just, I don't think he's worth the waiver wire money. I, I think that again, this is going to be the best game he'll have all season. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the ground here, though, both running backs for me, just flex plays. Washington, uh, certainly susceptible to the run, so I like Crowell a little bit better than Duke, uh, but I don't know that I'm trusting him. You really need a touchdown from him for him to return production. And just in general, this Cleveland team is awful. Uh, Gary Barnes did all right, but just a high-end tight end, too. We saw that, you know, uh, with the Giants uh, going, <clears throat> excuse me, with the Giants against Washington that, you know, the Redskins defend those short middle of the field throws pretty well. So I don't expect a huge game for Barnage either. That's right. Uh, with, with Miami dazed and confused, even the rookie Lewis established himself a little role for the week. Also not worth an add to me either. Yeah. He's interesting in dynasty leagues um, just because of his physical attributes, but certainly uh, not worth a waiver wire ad and redraft right now. He's the fifth option once once Coleman and, and Gordon are back on the field. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, on the Washington side, uh, your boy Kirk Cousins looked better. He's uh, yeah, I I I guess I can't turn my back on him. I can't just be fair weather and say he's not my boy anymore, can I? I I've gone in so hard on him. Um, yeah, he he looked better. The Redskins on the whole made some gutsy decisions that paid off to win. Uh, paid off and got the win against New York uh, against the Giants with that. Uh, that punt, that fake punt pass, which who saw that coming? That's nuts. Uh, Washington also got lucky with that that punt block um, by the Giants that got called back. Uh, you know, that's going along with the the week, uh, the whole theme of the week. An upset here, didn't see it coming. I think we both uh, pretty handily thought uh, the Giants were going to take this game, but here we go. Um, I expect his cousins to have another successful game, try and keep it rolling, try and keep the pressure on, try and keep the, uh, the rhythm with this pass attack with another 30 plus passing attempts this game. Um, I'd start Deshaun Jackson again, this game, um, Crowder's a low end option for me. Reed didn't have a great game of course, but you know, that that's not a discussion you're starting. Yeah. I think when we look back at 2016, uh, we're going to see week four as a turning point for Kirk cousins. When you have a Ooh, quarterback. I mean, when you have a quarterback who's struggling and when, you know, he needs a confidence building game, what better than a game at home versus Cleveland? That's right. And I think I recall you saying two weeks ago, even uh, two years ago, Tom Brady looked droppable through week five. So I agree with you, Monk. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you're starting him as a high end QB two or a low end QB one. Um, certainly, I, I think he'll have a fine game here. 
Matt Jones on the ground, he's a starter, but he's just an RB3 or flex. That ground game is not good at all, even against a poor Cleveland defense. I'm not necessarily trusting it. You're basically banking on a touchdown. Um, and then important to note, Deshaun Jackson actually left the game against the Giants with a left knee and ankle injury. He returned later, but uh, definitely worth monitoring his status during practice this week. Uh, if, you know, if he's active, he's a nice wide receiver three. And then I mentioned Jamison Crowder last week. Coven's, excuse me, Cousins loves targeting him, especially in the red zone, and I think he needs to be owned. Yeah, one, one, of, my, uh, one of my guys in the preseason or in the pre pre draft, who I I grabbed in a couple leagues, but you know, no, no, he didn't get much play, no, not much love. It's because Garcon was there. Garcon did get five targets this week, but I think he's an afterthought. I think he's all but finished. Yeah, Crowder's the clear wide receiver too on this offense right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Washington. Give me Washington. All right, next game here: Seattle at the New York Jets. Uh, what do you think? Well, they had good output last game. Seattle did, uh, even with uh, Cameron Cameron Bra- That's not his name. That's a tight end. Uh, the 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 fill in quarterback. What Trayvon was his name? Boykin. Yeah, yeah. He, with him filling in, they still had good output versus San Francisco. Um, although Wilson hurt his leg, uh, getting tackled his left leg the week before because of what was who Sue that stomped on his on his left uh, on his right ankle. And this time, his left leg got pulled out, so he's got zero legs going into this game against the New York Jets, definitely something to keep an eye on. But even when healthy, he just has not looked great this season. Um, But again, he started slow last year, so that may just become a thing for Russell Wilson. Um, The backup quarterback is a similar quarterback to Russell Wilson. I don't expect the game plan to change much. Uh, Michael's a running back one for now. Rawls is going to be out for a few more weeks due to fractured fibula, which is uh, healing a little slower than they were expecting. Um, Baldwin stardom not much more to say Lockett, i think might be worth a drop at this point unfortunately um i like tyler Lockett a lot um he's he's a he's one of my go-to uh low budget daily plays but i he's just not making it happen right now mostly because he's not on the field due to injury yeah it's not even that i just uh you know tyler Lockett preseason i just wasn't super high on him because this team the passing offense goes through doug baldwin and the rest is spread around so much that there's not enough to you know really have a consistent fantasy wide receiver uh, outside of baldwin um in terms of finally finally spread it to the tight end this week though yeah they did Uh, jimmy graham looks a lot better uh you know he's getting downfield he's making great catches got that touchdown I think he's a high-end tight end, too, right now. We'll see how well he does against the Jets. Uh, Hopefully, Russell Wilson will play. And I think, uh, you know, Wilson looked pretty good on that ankle. Uh, I I think that he has some some sort of superhuman uh, ability to heal, or maybe it's those nano bubbles that he keeps, uh, you know, he keeps uh, trying to sell. But certainly, I, I think that for fantasy purposes, though, um, Russell Wilson, without the ability to really scramble around, um, you know, make a few runs, he's not a QB one. I'm not starting him until after Seattle's week five bye. I, I don't think that I would really want to start him at New York, um, you know, on a bum ankle and a bum, you know, left, what, leg, uh, knee. Left, left leg, yeah. Well, yeah, knee. They were fitting him for a knee brace on the sideline. Right, so I, I just think that, you know, New York does have a good defensive line. I think they're going to get pressure, and I think that they're really going to try to rely on Kristen Michael. And news came out today that Thomas Rawls out 
you know, four to six weeks due to a fract- excuse me, fractured fibula. So Kristen Michael is a top 10 running back for me until Rawls comes back. Yeah, I think the best thing Wilson could do for himself is just sit at home with Ciara this week. <laughs> yeah, let her uh, heal him up a little bit. There we go. Um, yeah, and, and for me, you know, I know that you don't love Doug Baldwin, but he made a spectacular catch here. Um, I think he's a wide receiver too most weeks, but uh, this week with Wilson uncertain to play and against a pretty decent Jets defense, uh, I, I think he's just a wide receiver three this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to start him regardless. All right, um, so on the other side here, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my gosh, Fitzmagic coming out and uh, do, doing, a, uh, doing a magic trick for us, making his own team's, his, his team's points all disappear. Uh, three points on the day, just terrible. Six interceptions. I, I don't know. I don't know how you do that as an NFL quarterback. But you know, I, I really don't have really much to say about this game or this offense. Um, it's going to be same for them, Arizona and the Steelers. You got to give them a mulligan. Like you can come out and throw up an absolute stinker, and that's what happened. I don't really take much away. I, I think maybe with Marshall and Decker um, being ha- held out of practice, I think Anunua was down for a few days of practice during the week. They were just out of sync. You know, that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. And they'll get back. They'll make it happen again. So I'm, I'm half kidding and I'm half serious. Uh, what are the odds that Ryan Fitzpatrick is red-green colorblind? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's something like 3% of the population. Don't quote me on that number, but I guess, I guess the probability would be uh, 3, 3% or, or 1 in... One in uh, 96, I think, that comes out to. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a uh, conspiracy just, theory. Just, just a thought. Yeah, um, um, I mean. That's interesting. I guess the Bills and uh, Patriots should, all wear, should wear their, uh, their red unis. Yeah, hopefully uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick won't have to play any of those uh, color rush Thursday night games. No. For, oh, yeah, those were oh, those awful jerseys. Are they bringing that back again this year? Yeah, it's it's been ongoing. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, hopefully you're not starting him against Seattle. Um, Matt Forte also downgraded a little bit to a mid-end RB2, but we saw that you know Carlos Williams got garbage time production, and Forte is going to be the guy, so you're not benching him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're not uh, you're not benching Marshall or Decker either, although both probably downgraded downgrading Marshall to a wide receiver too and Decker to more of a flex play. He finally snapped that streak of uh, 80 yards or a touchdown in game for, I think it was like 16 or 17 games, right? Yeah, it was a lot. Um, I think it, it was basically a season's worth of games. Yeah. Um, one thing on, on Decker is he, he really did not look great in the game from a physical standpoint. I think definitely monitor his, uh, his status, whether he's limited on the, uh, on the practice reports on the injury report or anything. Cause he just wasn't looking like himself. Yeah. And uh, just one last quick note on the jets. They did claim Austin Safarian Jenkins off That's waivers, right. uh, after Tampa Bay cut him after his DUI. So just something to keep a note on in, in dynasty leagues are very deep, uh, redraft leagues. Uh, you're not adding him this week, but, uh, certainly the, the physical talent has always been there. Final note from me, just because I feel the need to bring his name up every week. Bilal Powell got a little work this game. Four carries for 30 yards, six catches uh, for 41 yards, and a lost fumble, unfortunately. He did not endear himself to the coaching staff for sure this week with a, with a fumble on top of Tannehill's six or seven turnovers. 
Yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons. Uh, supposedly, there are reports that C.J. Spiller will be working out for the Jets oh, no. uh, tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> so we'll see. Reunited with Chan Gailey could have some value. Uh, just keep an eye out. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> uh, give me Seattle here. Um, <laughs> Assuming Russell I wanna Wilson see, I, I want to see what the health is going into this game, but I, I, if everybody were to play not including Thomas Rawls, because I think actually this offense has been better with just Michael on the field. Um, give me Seattle also. All right. Uh, next game, Buffalo at New England, AFC showdown. Um, the only Bills player I'm starting is LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. I, I mean, after, after last week, they fired the coach, fired the team up, shocked the world, and dropped 33 points on Arizona. I mean, how can you, how can you deny this offense by not starting more players? Is it, Possibly that you just don't know who to start. Is it Woods, Goodwin? Who could it possibly be? Is is Watkins going to be back in this game? I, I, I just don't know. Um, I'm not expecting 33 points against Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has made a career out of making Rex Ryan look like a, a big, big old buffoon. All they need is Wes Wel- to sign Wes Welker back for this week so he can make a few more foot jokes, and I think it'll make for a great media circus going into the game. Yeah, um, you know, the Buffalo offense certainly looked good after they fired Roman, but I, I don't, I I can't explain to you why. <laughs> um, honestly, it, it looked like Arizona just had a really terrible game. Uh, again, you, you can't bench McCoy, and, and Tyrod Taylor may be worth a shot as a, you know, mid-end QB2, depending on what your other options are, but... This isn't the week know. for me, not against New England. Yeah, no, I, I don't love him. I, I think that last week was a complete fluke. I, I don't think that Rex Ryan is uh, is particularly happy with uh, how things are going to go this season. No, definitely not. Especially this game is in, in Gillette, in Foxborough. Um, the Patriots don't lose at home. Yeah, I, I think that... The, the miraculous way that this season has began for the Patriots. They're just going to keep rolling. Their confidence is sky high right now. Belichick, Belichick game planned uh, for, uh, excuse me, for uh, Houston on three days with a third string quarterback. They'll be okay against Buffalo. But are they going to be rolling out a fourth string quarterback this week? Or is, is uh Brissett's thumb going to be okay? Is, is Garoppolo going to be out there? I, I don't know what they're going to uh, do at quarterback, but I really don't think it matters. Um, as much as uh, Jerry Jones wants to try and steal uh, their sayings, um, Patriots are just going to go out there and do their job. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to avoid the QB situation in fantasy, but it does sound like they're optimistic that they'll have both Brissett as well as Garoppolo. So we'll see. Um, I, I think that LeGarrette Blunt right now is a low-end RB1. They're just using him so much. And we saw David Johnson have good success on the ground against Buffalo. Um, and I still like Edelman in PPR as a low-end wide receiver, too. Um, I have to think that they're going to go to that short, quick passing game against a, a pretty decent Bills front front seven. Um, and I, I think that if Gronk starts, if he plays, you got to start him again, despite putting up a zero last week. You, know, you just can't go away from Gronk, can you? No, I have a rule that if Gronk's there, you, you put Gronk in. I mean... I- you know, there's there's games where he could play. He could literally play two snaps that are both in the red zone and score two touchdowns. That's that's how they utilize the Gronk. And the one the one the uh, one target he had in that game was in the it was a uh, if he would have caught it, it would have been a touchdown. Um, he's very well respected in this offense, and I think they just got away from him, pulled him out of the game because they was because they didn't really need to utilize the services. 
Yeah, and and going back real quick to that play that you just mentioned, um, the one target he got in the end zone, it was just way overthrown by Brissett. If Garoppolo's there, I think that he would have had a touchdown. That's seven points right there. Yeah, um, and, and speaking of tight ends, I still don't love Martellus Bennett. It's kind of a lose-lose whether Gronk plays or not. If Gronk does play, I think that he gets the more, you know, um, fantasy-relevant targets, and I think that if Gronk doesn't, then Bennett's still going to block a lot against this Buffalo line. Week five and Tom Brady can't come fast enough for the Patriots offense, that's for sure. Um, one thing I am surprised at a little bit is the inability of James White to contribute much at all this year. Um, just not using him much uh, in the passing game. Um, but, and again, they haven't had to. They've been rolling their opponents and, and grinding the game out. Yeah, I, yeah I, I wouldn't mind it if you drop James White, but I think that he's going to get picked up again once Brady comes back. I think that whole offense is just going to be scoring a ton. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, got to take the Patriots here. Have to, no brainer. All right, Carolina at Atlanta, the next game. Atlanta looking decent so far uh, tonight against New Orleans. Uh, but, you know, the Atlanta defense is yeah. not Minnesota. You're starting, Cam. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it, it's just make sure he's healthy. Um, he did get beat up a bit against Minnesota, drilled down for a, uh, for a safety. Um, he stayed in the game. Derek Anderson came in for one pass attempt, which he completed. Good for him. Congratulations. 1,000% on the year. Um, but these running backs, uh, Cameron Artis paying 12 touches for 47 yards, uh, Whitaker, five touches, 22 yards, uh, Cameron, Cam, uh, Cam Newton took the rushing touchdown away from them. Um, I, I think I'm starting Payne as a running back two versus Atlanta, just because of the difference in this defense. And they're going to want to establish a run. This is not a team that can be as successful without having an established run game. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't love any of the running backs, but Artis Payne would be the best choice of them. Um, and then not not a whole lot to say. You're starting Cam, you're starting Kelvin Benjamin, you're starting Greg Olson. Yeah, uh, again, Brown and Funch is still vying for the rest of the work. Um, I can't touch any of them just yet. Nope. I mean, Mi Minnesota, who, who was it? Xavier uh, Rhodes came out and said Devin Funch, he, he like did, it, did his own uh, uh, Richard Sherman impression. He's like, no, Funchess, we weren't worried about at all. He's not a good wide receiver. I was like, that's that's a bold statement. I mean, not not really, you know, not really respectful. Um, I, I believe you're referring to Mr. Xavier Rhodes. I don't know what you just said, but Xavier. No, his name's Xavier. <laughs> all right, if you say so. Uh, I'm a hundred percent positive of this. <laughs> I have no idea where you got that from, but uh, I'm pretty sure that is incorrect. What do, you, what do you think he is? Is he bald? Is he in a wheelchair? He's not Xavier. He's Xavier. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, uh, the Atlanta defense is not the Minnesota defense. Uh, the Panthers will be just fine. That was an X-Men reference, by the way, not some sort of weird, uh, terrible, you know, horrible person reference for me, by the way, or something. Yes, I, I got that. Well, yeah, but just in case. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. On the Atlanta side here, uh, again, looking pretty decent against New Orleans. This this defense is actually doing pretty well against Breeze in the Superdome. Um, you know, I, I, but I don't love Matt Ryan against Carolina. He struggled both of their games last year. And we saw Freeman still involved in the red zone, got a touchdown tonight. Uh, he's a low on RB2 despite a bad matchup. And then Tevin Coleman's going to be a flex play in PPR. Yeah, I mean, these are no-brainers here. You're, you're, start, you're starting your, your guys, um, Coleman, Freeman, uh, and Julio. Nobody really else there. I don't think this is a Sanu week 
or anything crazy like that. Um, but depending on the work Tammy gets in this game, he could be worth it, but that's just something to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep an eye on, um, Pullman, I know after after getting tackled, he limped off the field. I, I don't know if he's hurt or, or if he's A-OK, but uh, that's something that I'll be watching for, for in the rest of this game. Yeah, he did limp off, but it didn't look too serious, so we will uh, we'll see about that. Um, the one other thing here is why why don't the Falcons target Julio Jones more than they do? I just don't understand it. He's probably being taken away. I mean, who who on that team are you going to key on? But here's the thing: even when Julio is covered, he's still open. That's I mean, that's not necessarily true. I feel like that Matt Ryan just simply doesn't want to throw him any 50-50 balls, despite the fact that he can win those. I mean, on the other side of things, Julio's had a bad, had a semi-bad ankle the entirety of the season thus far. Maybe they're just trying to give him a chance. Maybe he doesn't have, you know, 100% effort out there. Not effort, but, you know, 100% abilities out there. Sure, I get what you're saying. I, I think he has been banged up with a multitude of different little injuries, so maybe he's just more limited than we see. Um, I mean, he's the superstar. He's going to have 100-plus targets for the season. Yeah, uh, I'm not too worried. I just, you know, as a fantasy owner, I'm, I'm a little greedy, and I always, I always want to see those, like, 15-target games to him. Greed is good. Um, okay, so one other quick note. Uh, Jacob Tammy, he's actually been a decent tight end in PPR. He's already gotten a couple targets here tonight, um, but I don't want to start him against Carolina. The, those linebackers have insane closing speed and generally lock down the middle of the field pretty well. Luke Keekley is a beast. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Tammy's going to be getting his normal uh, double-digit targets in this in this upcoming game. No, but possibly just worth an ad, but not start if you're hurting at the tight end position. I, I, th- I think there are better options out there right now, and we'll, we'll talk about one guy. Um, sure. Oh, you, you, you've you got another sleeper tight end on the board, huh? I, I, don't, I don't know how much of a sleeper he is after this week, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, Carolina. Kyle Rudolph? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. That was okay. the guy. Well, I, I was just guessing. Okay. Oh, <laughs> next game. Sorry. Uh, you're taking Carolina as well. Yes. Uh, against Atlanta. Yes, Carolina. All right. On uh, the road. Yeah. Um, next game, uh, Oakland at Baltimore. Oh, Oakland overcame the underrated, as I as I love to say, Tennessee defense. Uh, most of their players were held in check. Uh, I'm not afraid of the Baltimore defense. I think Oakland's going to have their way with them. Um, again, Oakland's defense isn't very good. They're going to need to continue p- to press and produce on, ops- uh, on offense. Carr, Crabtree, Cooper are all goes, probably Walford. Um, big discussion here is this running back situation, though. Another week, another week of Latavius Murray's numbers being saved by a touchdown. 10 rushers for 37 yards um, with a 22-yard touchdown run. You take that away, you've got nine carries for what's that? 15 yards or something like that. I, I, I don't like it at all. Um, too many carries being given to other, to other running backs. 14 touches, 14 carries, as a matter of fact, between Washington, Richard, Olawale. I think Murray will be okay this week against Baltimore, but a low-end running back, too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually looking to sell him in a league of mine. Yeah, um, Latavius Murray, just a flex play here. He continues to lose snaps to DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. Just, yeah, I agree that he's a sell high. I've heard a lot of other people say that as well. Um, I, I just want to reiterate, don't go overboard because he is still getting a lot of those key touches in the red zone. So he still has value. I wouldn't just sell him for whatever. Uh, no, 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 not for just whatever. But, you know, he's 
he's sitting on he's had a touchdown each of the first three games that's going to regress um if you can sell him for for a, a, a high-end running back two or a low-end running back one depending on your own definitions and such um i i would take it and go and coleman's on the field he's doing okay as an update uh, sorry uh, i don't want to go back but uh, real quick do you think Legarrett blunt is a sell high or do you think he keeps this up uh, I think he keeps this up until Brady's back. I, I would, I would try and sell him in their bye week. I mean, I, I, I'd start him as a running back one this week and and go go from there. Uh, you know, I might actually disagree with you there. I, I think that even once Brady comes back, there's going to be plenty of game scripts where the Patriots are going to be up big, and I think that Blunt's still going to get a ton of carries to close out those games. The problem there is that when Brady is starting, um. I've tried for two, three years between owning Blunt and owning Shane Vereen and other different uh, Patriots running backs. When Tom Brady is in the game, you cannot guess what Bill Belichick is doing. And, and I assume it's because he's trying to outgame Blan and uh, outsmart the other team. I mean, if they if he can outsmart, you know, an NFL def- uh, defensive coordinator, he's certainly going to fool me. Some, you know, uh, fantasy analyst, quote unquote, right? Yeah, but I just think that, you know, the Patriots are going to have those positive game scripts, and I think that Blunt does well when they're leading, and they do lean on him quite a bit in, you know, the second halves of games, and I, I think that he's not going to keep up this level of production. Certainly, he won't be getting as many carries once Brady's back, but at the same time, I think he's still going to be an RB, too. Now, my point is he'll finish with those numbers, but you're not going to start him in the correct games. It's happened time and a time, time and time again. Yeah, I, I see your point, um, but I, I just think that you know the offense as a whole is gonna is gonna be better, and I, I think yeah. Blunt's still gonna have that role. Yeah, to me, it's just a headache I like to avoid. Okay, um, going back to Oakland, I actually don't love Derek Carr this uh, this week. I think that Baltimore has looked really good, but that's because they played Cleveland and yeah, they played terrible teams. Um, but at the same time, I do think that this defense is starting to improve a lot. And I think that, you know, Carr has seen his share of struggles, especially when uh, they can get some pressure on him. Um, and I just, you know, he's a high-end QB too for me. Okay. Uh, certainly you're starting Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Um, and then I would also try and avoid Clive Walford this week. As, as I mentioned earlier, Baltimore has defended the tight end pretty well. Sure. Um, a little difference in opinion there. I think that they're going to try and keep the uh, keep their foot on the gas and and have a lot of touchdowns this game. Okay. Um, on the Baltimore side here, uh, how do you feel? Uh, the offense is going to need to throw here, obviously, against... Well, you don't necessarily think so. You think they're going to be held in check. I think Baltimore is going to need to throw and throw and throw to stay in this game against Oakland. And they're going to have success doing so against this Oakland secondary. Um their running game continues to be unexciting. Neither West nor Forsett are worth starts unless it's a deep geek league. Maybe Forsett only in a PPR uh, for flex consideration. Um, but I'd consider both Smith and Wallace in a flex for this week, um, as well as Dennis Pitta, who, who's shown to have really good rapport with Flacco. Yeah, I don't uh, really have a whole lot to add. I agree that both those wide receivers are going to be decent flex plays, and I think Pitta is a low-end tight end one right now. He just gets so many targets every game. Flacco loves to go to him, and there's going to be plenty of opportunity there against Oakland. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, uh, Devontae Freeman certainly seizing his with uh, Tevin Coleman's little ankle injury. Uh, He just busted out a big, big run. Yeah, I, I mean, they're both looking really well out there. Um, 
Well, it is the Saints defense, so, you know, I don't know how much uh, stock that I put into this. No, and they have Carolina this next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Oakland, Baltimore, uh, I'll take Baltimore at home. I'm actually taking Oakland on the road. They need to get something going, and I don't see any reason for them not to do it against this Baltimore uh, team. Okay. I just think that they barely etched out a win against Tennessee, who is, I, I think is a much worse team than Baltimore. Yeah, I, I mean... You can't really play that game in the NFL, unfortunately. Like uh, Otherwise, every team in the league would be beating uh, Arizona now. Sure, but uh, I'll, I'll take Baltimore. I, I have a little more faith in them than you do, I think. Let's do it. How about we take it home to uh, Sweet Home Chicago? Yeah, um, let's talk about Detroit first. We'll, we'll get to Chicago soon enough here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lions, uh, first half getting blown out by Green Bay. Uh, they were trailing, what, 31-3 to uh, right before the half, mm-hmm. and then they got that huge touchdown to Marvin Jones. Um, Matt Stafford, he's a QB1 right now. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's great. Um, keep him rolling, especially against Chicago. I mean, Dak Prescott just showed you how it just showed you the recipe to destroy Chicago, and that's basically have an offense on the field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, we saw Theo Riddick was just terrible on the ground here. Um, I expect them to lean a little bit more on Dwayne Washington, and I actually like him as a low-end RB2 against a pretty porous Chicago run defense. Uh, Riddick's still a low-end RB2 or flex play in PPR. He he is the passing down guy. Um, but more importantly, I think we need to talk about Marvin Jones. Uh, he's a wide receiver one right now. Yeah, he was definitely underrated going into the season. Now, the stat was stat line was just ridiculous. I think it was 130 yards with with just three catches. Um, two touchdowns was two touchdowns and three catches. I think um, so. Obviously, that that's bound for regression. But this is not the week to expect regression. Yeah, uh, he's he's a top 12 wide receiver right now. Just the not not even just the number of targets he's getting, but more importantly, the the rapport that he has with Stafford. Um, I was super high on Golden Tate. Uh, certainly didn't think that he was going to do this poorly through three weeks. Uh, but you can't ignore that Marvin Jones, with over 200 yards in this game, he's he's a must-start wide receiver one every week. And for me, I, I don't know if you agree, but for me, Golden Tate is droppable right now. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't drop him, but I would start him with, with, with significant caution. He's just too good. I mean, we're going off three games right now. And of course the most recent history is the more important history, but last year he was in, and even the year before with, with uh, when Kelvin wasn't in games, he was phenomenal with Matthew Stafford. I, I, this isn't going to last. This too shall pass. I disagree. I, I think that last year golden Tate was getting a lot of those short intermediate targets, but now with a healthy and really developed Eric Ebron, as well as still, you know, an older but still pretty good Anquan Bolden. He's just losing so many targets that he just can't sustain any fantasy production barring injury to one of those guys. And for me, he's droppable because I think there's replacement-level wide receiver talent out there. Mm, maybe start somebody else, but don't drop him. You're going to regret that. I mean, pick him back up if there's an injury to Bolden or to Ebron. But like I said, until, you know, one of those guys isn't contributing, I just don't think he's going to get the targets. Sure thing. Um, Washington, I'm starting Washington as, as a, uh, as a low end two this week. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And he's then, not exactly Ezekiel Elliott, but he's gonna, he's gonna try and do his best Ezekiel Elliott impersonation. 
No, but actually, you know, he averaged 3.8 yards per carry against Green Bay. And, uh, you know, that's actually pretty good against a, a solid Green Bay run defense. Um, and then Eric Ebron, like I said, he's getting so many targets. He's a solid tight end one right now, uh, just outside my top five. I mean, I'm starting every every Detroit player this game, essentially. If there's one thing Chicago can do, sometimes it's put points on the board, but they just can't stop you. Yeah, uh, even Anquan Bolden, a desperation flex, could could get another another touchdown here. Yes, sir. All right, uh, let's get to the Chicago side of this. Um, it doesn't sound like Jay Cutler is going to play just yet. Um, but more importantly, uh, Jeremy Langford out four to six weeks with an ankle sprain. Uh, yep. I, I think it's Jordan Howard time. Yeah, it is. Uh, with uh, Kadeem Carey, I think is the guy's name, right? Kadeem Carey's not coming back to the field anytime soon. Um, Jordan Howard doesn't excite me. He's sure he's able to catch the balls out of the backfield. Um, but I don't know. He, he's just not an exciting player. He's going to get bottled up. This Bears O line is terrible. Um, the opportunity is going to be there, of course, but. He's not going to make it into anything. This Bears team is going to need to be throwing a lot, and that might be what salvages Howard's value. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree a little bit. I think that he's going to be the guy with Langford out. Uh, again, uh, Kadeem Carey, as you mentioned, also dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, I just, if you liked Jeremy Langford as a back-end RB2 simply because of the opportunity and being a workhorse, I don't see why you wouldn't like Jordan Howard a little bit more because I think in terms of pure talent, he's a little bit better and he's going to get the same opportunity now. I don't know that he's a little bit better. I think that's that's going along with the Chicago propaganda that they were trying to feed us all offseason. No, I, I think that Jordan Howard is is quicker. He's got more burst and he's a better between the tackles runner. Um, I, I like him a lot as a, as a back-end RB2 right now. I think he's my priority waiver wire pickup of the week. Uh, yes, but only because I think Rashad Jennings is going to be back this week, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Hoyer actually looked better to me than, than Jay Cutler, but Cutler hasn't looked good in a while. Um, Kevin White keeps getting, he, he's a target monster right now. Of course, they're not great targets, but um, I, I don't see any reason not to start him in every league. Um, I, I can't remember who tweeted this, so credit to whoever said this on Twitter, but uh, somebody was saying every Brian Hoyer target equals half a normal target. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, say what you will. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, he did okay in this game. Uh, clearly you're starting him as well if he's active and he produced all right despite being limited, but that knee injury looked like it was really bothering him. He was struggling to get off the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of tweets saying, why doesn't Briar Hoyer, excuse me, Brian Hoyer throw more to Alshon Jeffrey? And it's because he wasn't getting open. He, was, he looked like he was struggling, and, you know, he's dominant when he's healthy, but he's just always banged up, and he's a headache to own. Um, for me, I'm not starting Kevin White yet, but as you mentioned, he's certainly getting a ton of targets, and uh, Brian Hoyer's never been one to shy away from just throwing it up there and letting his guys get it. Uh, we saw that last year with DeAndre Hopkins as the beneficiary to that. And uh, again, I don't think that I'm starting uh, Kevin White with confidence just yet, but certainly holding on to him uh, and, you know, looking for that upside. He, he's got it. No, oh, yeah. This week I'm starting basically everyone. I mean, they're, they're going to have to throw a ton. This is going to be, I, I see Chicago putting up maybe 24 plus points this game. Detroit's going to put up 30 plus points this game. They're, we're going we're gonna to have points all over the place. Miller, White, Jeffrey, everyone. I think you're a little bit more optimistic on the Bears' offense than I am with Hoyer, but uh, 
Certainly no, it's just a, I'm just not excited by Detroit's defense. Yeah, sure. Uh, certainly uh, helped uh, write the Aaron Rodgers ship this past week. I, I think that Kevin White, uh, to your point, is a high upside flex, but uh, only if you're desperate. I, I think you might have better options if you're looking for a floor guy. Well, there's always better options than somebody on the Bears offense. <laughs> um, speaking of Zach Miller, I actually think he's a low-end tight end one, high-end tight end two now with Brian Hoyer. Uh, he looks like he's very comfortable checking it down to him, and the Bears are going to trail in a ton of games. Boyer's better than Cuddler. I, I wish it wasn't true. I don't know about that. We'll see. Um, I, in terms of fantasy, potentially, I don't know about real life. Yeah, well, they both need to be off the team when the Bears go 0-16 and take that guy from, I, I forget, what's it, from Notre Oregon? Game? Who's got the good quarterback this year? You know, I don't follow college football. <laughs> well, uh, they're saying now that uh, Notre Dame is going to be the first pick. Uh, no. but, but I still well, like Deshaun well. Watson a lot, too, so we'll, we'll okay. see. Okay. Um, well, whatever. Anyway, back to the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think the Bears might have a shot, but I'm, I got to go Detroit here. Yeah, d- don't be stupid. Don't 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 get cute. Detroit's going to win this game by 20, <laughs> by twelve points. Okay. Um, let's move on then uh, to Denver at Tampa Bay. Uh, Trevor Simeon had a real nice game against a pretty tough Cincinnati defense. Wow. He looked really good. Um, made made deep connections to both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I think he had four touchdowns on the day, right? He had at least three because I know Sanders had two and Thomas had one. Um, he looked more comfortable in this offense. Uh, he's he's progressing not quite at the speed of Dak Prescott, which which is otherworldly, but that's besides the point. Um, but he's progressing quite well. Uh, the running game couldn't really get started. I'm not expecting that here versus Tampa Bay. Start start your regulars. Uh, start Demarius. Start Sanders. Start C.J. Anderson. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay secondary gave up a nice day to Case freaking Keenum. So yeah, Trevor right? Simeon, a decent streaming quarterback option, uh, although I wouldn't trust him fully just yet. Uh, he still looks shaky at times. Uh, you're starting that to your point. You're starting Sanders and Demarius. Tampa Bay is pretty good against the run, but I still like C.J. Anderson. We we saw Gurley get get going a little bit in this game, and Anderson will be just fine, even though he had a down week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also definitely the Denver defense. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we, we never comment on the defenses. We really ought to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for the most part, people know you're starting Denver, Carolina, Minnesota right now, you know, well, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about one defense though, that, that I think might need to be, get picked up though. Um, Ooh. we'll get there. We'll get there all in good time, sir. Oh boy. All right. On the Tampa Bay side here, um, Jameis Winston actually had a pretty good day. Yeah, 400 yards, three touchdowns, one interception versus um, the the pretty decent LA defense, but it was not enough. Um, don't don't expect more of the same against Denver. He's going to be stifled. This is going to be a this is going to be a bad Jameis game. I mean, these this is this is what he's sort of turning into: good Jameis and bad Jameis. Yeah, um, but uh, Mike Evans certainly benefiting from all these targets. He's a locked in. Uh, I want to say top five wide receiver for me right now. I, I love Mike Evans. He's he's super talented, but his value this week was saved with with that late uh, that late prayer touchdown um, where Jameis just sort of chucked it up after after running backwards. And thankfully, Mike Evans is gigantic and jumped in the air and got the ball, which really wasn't. Uh, I don't I don't think he was aiming for him. 
But that's the thing, right? Uh, he is that yep. kind of wide receiver who can make those catches, and Winston's willing to throw it up there for him. And I, I think this continues, uh, definitely downgrading him a little bit against Denver. But I think rest of season, he's a he's a top five wide receiver for me. Oh, for sure. Uh, Cameron Brake could have also had a, a second touchdown this game. I don't know if you were going to touch on him much, um, but but uh, with Austin's Perry and Jenkins gone, um, Cameron Brake became a, a bit of a target monster. Yeah, real quick, um, not to not to name drop or anything, but I, I have a friend who's a physical therapist, and he actually was able to meet Cameron Brate. Uh, told me he seems like a super smart guy, super nice guy. So I'm certainly rooting for him. And yeah, as you mentioned, the the tight end position in that offense has a ton of value. Now with Safarian Jenkins gone, it Brate's the guy. He's a he's a high end tight end too going forward. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, guys being off the field and other guys establishing significant, uh, significant workloads. Uh, case in point, Charles Sims, 13 carries, 55 yards and a touchdown, six catches for seven, another 70 yards. Um, I think he's a running back two versus Denver. I mean, Jameis isn't, they're not going to be able to run this game out. Winston's going to have to throw the ball a ton. Um, it's just a matter of how effective it's going to be. I expect there to be a high number of, uh, catches here. So in a standard, I, I, you know, fade basically this entire offense but in a ppr I, I expect people to hold value pretty okay yeah speaking of ppr adam humphreys is an interesting desperation flex or, or maybe a gpp play in dfs um he might get double digit check down targets again and garbage time against denver i i maybe even you know venture to say that he's not even a desperation option yeah um i'm not quite there yet with him just because Brate's there and vincent jackson as well um, but certainly, do you he's, like him more than Golden Tate? Yeah, I do. I, I honestly do. Yeah, I, I might right now too. Actually, there's a lot of uh, wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes on teams that are that are really establishing themselves this year. But but here's the thing: if you like him more than Golden Tate, and he's not owned in so many leagues, why is Tate not droppable for you? Well, because because leagues take a while to to, to catch up to this thing. To, to this knowledge all right not no. everybody listens to the hashtag ffa podcast <laughs> all right fair enough I, I just think we won't we won't need to get back into golden tate um but i i mentioned this real quick last week and i just want to reiterate this again um if Jameis winston has been dropped in your league or if he will be dropped soon they do have well the he won't be after that game well, no, I'm saying I'm saying after these upcoming two weeks, because they get the Broncos, right. who I think he's going to struggle against. And then they're at Carolina, uh, certainly right. not an, another bad matchup there. Um, and then they have a bye week and people may need ro- roster room. Uh, if he does get dropped, I, I'm, t- I'm still saying pick him up everywhere you can, because one more time, not to look too far in advance, but weeks 14, 15 and 16, he gets New Orleans at home. Then he's at Dallas. Then he's at New Orleans. So he's a guy that could win you a title. Playoff. Yep. Um, okay, I'm I'm taking Denver here. Denver. All right. Um, Rams at Arizona. Uh, I don't even need to really talk about this. You're starting Todd Gurley and nobody else. Um. Yeah. L. A. Put together. You know, 37 points against the against um the Jets, but they they are going to struggle to put up 13 points against Arizona. Yeah, um, I mean, are you maybe Tavon Austin as a flex play? Maybe. I mean, I mean, they're worth mention just just because Tavon and Quick each had a touchdown. 
Tavon Austin's touchdown was, I mean, as they usually are, you know, a gimmicky lucky catch that, you know, he beat the defense. You can't, you can't rely on that. And I certainly would not rely on that against Patrick Peterson, who is a monster who should probably be playing both wide receiver and defensive back, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That, that one handed interception he made against Buffalo was just absolutely stunning money. Um, you know, to, to, about Tavon Austin, just real quick, he's averaging 10 targets a game right now through three weeks, but if, if every two Brian Hoyer targets is one regular target, how many oh Case Keenum targets is one regular target? Uh, I think Case Keenum target is about 0.6 of a Brian Hoyer target. Oh, uh, that's, that's too much math for me. <laughs> yeah. um, oh no, it's, it's easy. That's just point, that's point 0.3 of a, of, a, uh, of a replacement level quarterback. Yeah, the the point is uh, these targets are many of them are uncatchable or just so off target. I, I still, you know, I don't love Tavon Austin in this game. Hey, Jared Goff was active for this game though. The first the, the first overall pick. Maybe he'll even see some uh, some garbage time snaps in the next three weeks. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. That's Goff is a whole different issue. But let, let's move on to the Arizona side here. Um, what happened to Carson Palmer, man? Rex Ryan had him figured out. He 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 had him beat up. the The offense was well executed against Arizona, and the defense was even better executed against Arizona. Palmer throwing four interceptions. There was something. There was some wrinkle that the Ryan brothers knew that they had. I mean, they 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 know how to play defense, but but it just usually doesn't work out near this well. Yeah, and I actually don't love uh, Carson Palmer in this matchup. Um, wasn't it the Rams a, a year or two back that actually tackled him when he tore that ACL? Like originally, that that knocked him out. Yeah. No, that was the uh, that was the Jets, I believe. It was Kimo Vonelhofen in the AFC Championship or the AFC uh, divisional round. No, 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 I'm saying like two years ago. Oh, that I don't remember. Um, regardless, um, the, the Rams always play pretty well against their divisional rivals. Um, I just, Carson Palmer looks rough to me. I don't even know if it's Rex Ryan. I think that whole offense is just struggling right now. Um, certainly not, not a drop, but if you have a streaming quarterback that you could pick up, I I might start him over Palmer this week. Yeah, they're getting him back home. They're getting him in this nice sunny environment. I, I think I, I mean, you know, they, they were the early game uh, West Coast team playing in the East Coast. There's there's a billion different cliched arguments or reasons or, or uh, you know, scapegoats I can give for him. And, and I'm just going to give that entire offense a, a mulligan for the week. Yeah, but the other problem, too, is uh, Michael Floyd out with a concussion right now. We don't know yet uh, if he's going to be back for this game. Uh, certainly that doesn't help Palmer either. Um, but, you know, in terms of the wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald, a uh, well, wide receiver, too, just because of the clear rapport that he's got with Palmer. Um, and then John Brown, too. I, I think he's still a wide receiver three. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing Brown getting dropped in some leagues. I, I would add him if you can. He looked much better against Buffalo coming back. Uh, now it's, he's been, what, a month removed from the, the concussion yep. scare. Um, yep. and those deep targets are going to keep coming from Palmer. I like John Brown. I think he's going to be just fine. And David Johnson, of course, speaks for himself. He's the real deal. Yeah, we don't need to even talk about David Johnson. He's a top five running back. Yep. Um, you know, I'll take Arizona here, but I will say this. I, I wouldn't be using this game in a survivor pool. Uh, yeah, I like to avoid him in, in uh, divisional games regardless. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Arizona is going to have this game in hand. Okay. 
Um, agreed. Uh, so the next game is going to be New Orleans at San Diego. And so far tonight, uh, Brandon Cook's pretty quiet against Desmond Trufant. Yeah, but Breeze is still rolling. He has a touchdown to Mike Thomas. Uh, Kobe Fleener finally linking up for a few catches and a touchdown. Um, the Saints offense just doesn't stop. Willie Sneed, uh, I think he's out of this game, correct? Correct. Yeah, so, so monitor his return. Um, the offense just improves when he's on the field, though. But Mike Thomas, of course, fulfilling his role um, in this San Diego defense is not something to be feared. Yeah, and uh, certainly their run defense isn't great either. Uh, expect Mark Ingram to have a pretty decent game. Um, you're starting Breeze, you're starting Ingram, Cooks, Need, uh, Michael Thomas is a flex, and then Kobe Fleener, uh, you know. I, I, I'd, I'd give him another week to develop and maybe get a little more comfortable with the playbook. Yeah, here's, I mean, here's the thing, right? Last year, Ben Watson started real slow last year, didn't do great the first three or four games, and then he really picked it up toward the end of the year, and he ended as a top five or six tight end. Exactly. Yeah, would not be dropping Kobe Fleener just yet. Uh, I've seen a couple leagues where people have been, uh, you know, considering it, so definitely would not do that. Um, mm -hmm. On the San Diego side here, uh, just a... Uh, Terrible luck for San Diego. I, I feel like every week it's like, who's going to get hurt for San Diego? Monte Teo this week. Just just spin the roulette wheel, right? Yeah. Um, sir, uh, uh, I guess that's one other reason to like Mark Ingram this coming week. Uh, you know, certainly Monte Teo was a, a, a big force True. in that uh, run defense. Um, but, you know, New Orleans defense looking pretty shoddy uh, as usual. Uh, you're starting Phillip Rivers. Um, both Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams are going to be wide receiver three flex type plays. And it sounds like Antonio Gates might not be ready to come back yet. Didn't practice all this past week. So we'll see if he practices this coming week. Um, but if that's the case, if he's out again, then Hunter Henry is a low end tight end one. Hunter Henry was worked into the offense quite a lot. It seemed like they liked this kid. Um, he's the legitimate incumbent to Gates. Um, he, they got him a lot of catches, a lot of looks. He just had a big fumble at the end of the game, and you could tell that he was really upset by it, as well he should have been, because that fumble, you know, they, they could have won the game on that drive. Uh, I think he'll continue to grow. I think they're going to continue to, uh, you know, build his confidence. I, I think, you know, he, he maybe his ceiling might be capped this year with Gates coming back. I don't see them taking him off the field completely, but I think he's like next year's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think, um, you know, he's playing just about every snap with Gates out, and he's going to get those targets as long as Gates is out. Yeah. Uh, who do you like here? Uh, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking New Orleans this game. I will take San Diego at home. Yeah, it's, it's tough taking New Orleans on the road, given the, the, the splits that we know Drew Brees to have on the home versus the road. But it looks like New Orleans is going to go 0-3. Here. I don't. I, I really don't see New Orleans opening a season 0-4. I know this is stupid reasoning, but I just don't see it. So you're saying you don't see Jacksonville or New Orleans going 0-4? Correct. 0-4 is really hard to do for an NFL team. I think we could see both teams go 0-4. Yeah, I'm not making a bet out of this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> again, I'll take San Diego here. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Dallas yep. at San Francisco. Yes, uh, exactly what I expected uh, for Dallas against Chicago. Uh, they were handled easy, easily, great running back production, good game plan, Zeke 30 on the ground for 140 yards. I expect more of the same against San Francisco. Again, Morris stealing a touchdown, Dunbar stealing a touchdown, Dak Prescott stealing a touchdown. 
Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott could have had four touchdowns this game. Um, he's he's what was advertised, and and I I still am not I'm not upset at myself preseason for being wary of drafting the rookie running back because in the first few games of the season he's still he's still shaking out the cobwebs. I mean, you know, you could probably have two touchdowns on the ground against Chicago's defense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're you're certainly starting Zeke. Uh, Des, um, depending on that MCL sprain, uh, monitor his practice this week. He did come back in the game and looked all right. But as we saw with Brandon Marshall, sometimes those things act up, uh, you know, after a night. Um, so Des, a wide receiver two for me, if healthy, a borderline wide receiver one against that San Francisco secondary. Um, and then again, with those slot receivers, we've mentioned this before, Cole Beasley, a, a pretty decent flex play in PPR. Yes, Prescott likes going to him, and he's going to get those six or seven catch games, and he's getting some looks in the red zone, so he could have a real nice week against San Francisco. I agree. He, he's replacing Jason Witten um, as, almost completely as the, as, the, uh, as the safety valve, as the, as the uh, you know, good option to go to when you want to hit the check down receiver. And it's, you know, being it's great for Beasley. And I really think it's good for Dak Prescott. Uh, he's not relying too much on the on the tight end. He's able to spread the ball around the field. He has looked like, I mean, Carson Wentz, notwithstanding, of course, Dak Prescott has looked phenomenal for a rookie uh, for a rookie quarterback, especially the eighth one off the board in this last draft. Yeah. Um, and also quick note about Jason Witten as well. Certainly he's getting fewer targets now. He's not, uh, you know, getting those constant checkdowns. But at the same time, he's still getting those red zone targets. He was inches away from a touchdown in this game. It was a stupid challenge by Jason Garrett, but he was very close to a touchdown. And again, I think Witten could have a decent week too against San Francisco. He's got to finish the play. Yeah, and then uh, on the San Francisco side, uh, you're starting Carlos Hyde and maybe Jeremy Curley or Torrey Smith as a wide receiver for... Um, Vance McDonald's hurt, so we'll see if he practices. Maybe Blake Bell if you're really truly desperate in a deep league but uh, it's really just carlos hyde on this offense right now he looked good i, I think he's a running back one this week mm, maybe um i don't know about running back one but certainly uh certainly looks pretty good in general uh i, I would say rb2 still but against dallas maybe yep um i'll take dallas on the road uh i too will take dallas on the road Oh, also, just because Dallas is going to put up points here, I, I expect, um, I think Smith might be a reasonable spark, start versus their secondary. They're certainly not a good secondary. Sure. Um, desperation flex type play. Um, I don't know that I'm starting him with confidence. No, not necessarily confidence, but, you know, sometimes you get desperate. Sometimes, you know, you open the season drafting, you know, uh, Brandon Marshall and Keenan Allen, and then you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely true. Um, okay, Sunday night game, Kansas City at Pittsburgh. If Jamal Charles is back, I don't know what this split's going to look like. I imagine it's going to just kind of depend how the game goes and who's kind of running hot, in which case both Charles and Ware are just RB2s for me. You know, as a Jamal Charles owner and and enjoyer for, for the entirety of his career, I it, it pains me to say this, but even if he plays this game, I'm not expecting him to take the reins from Spencer Ware this week. Ware's been way too good. He's been way too effective. And Pittsburgh's, I mean, Pittsburgh defense is porous, as, as we saw this last week. Um, their, their defense got completely embarrassed by the likes of Wendell Smallwood and, and Darren Sproles. Heck, maybe, maybe even start Charles and Ware if they're both in this game for that very reason. Yeah, I think both can do fine. I just don't know who's going to get that touchdown. Yeah, I, I think they both might. I mean, heck, that was 
I, I don't even know what words to, to use for, for what the running backs did to Pittsburgh last week. Carson Wentz looks legit, um, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, so in terms of the receivers, uh, you're not starting any of the wideouts except Jeremy Macklin. Uh, I think he'll be just fine. He got a few deep targets against the New York Jets, and he was just unable to haul in either. Um, he could have had close to a 100-yard day if he, if he just held on to those balls. I think he'll be okay against Pittsburgh. And then Travis Kelsey showed us one of those monster games that he has here and there every year, and uh, we'll see if Alex Smith actually keeps targeting him. We'll see if this continues against Pittsburgh, but he's certainly a tight end one. They're going to have to score a lot of points this week. I, I see it coming. Yeah, and on the Pittsburgh side, uh, again, you know, I don't know what happened, but uh, they get uh, a boost with Le'Veon Bell coming back. Uh, obviously, you're starting him, um, and of course, you're starting Antonio Brown. Absolutely. Uh, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams, unfortunately, probably will get less, fewer than five looks this week, um, which is fine. Keep him healthy until uh, in case something happens to Le'Veon Bell. He's a very, very valuable asset and do not drop him. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. And then there, there were reports that they might try a few two back sets. Um, so certainly if, if we see a trend start the next week or two, maybe D'Angelo becomes a flex play week to week, but you're not starting him this week with Bell back. I'd think that'd be great because I, I own D'Angelo in, in most of my leagues, but uh, I, I just don't know why Pittsburgh would do that. Le'Veon hasn't played for three games. He's fresh. He's very young, and he's, he's possibly the best running back in the game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Big Ben, uh, low and tight on one here. Uh, we saw what Kansas City did to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that was at home. Uh, certainly a big difference here at Pittsburgh. And then Eli Rogers, he left the game last week with a toe injury, so we'll see if he can practice. Um, and then if not, then Sammy Coates and Marcus Whedon. We'll see uh, who can step up here uh, if he is out. Um, and then for the tight end, Jesse James, he struggled in the game where the entire offense struggled, but he's still a tight end too with upsides. He, he keeps getting those targets in the red zone as well. Yeah, the new age outlaws disappeared for this game. Yeah, um, despite looking terrible against Philadelphia, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh at home. Give me Pittsburgh at home. They're going to be mad. They're going to be hungry. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monday night, New York Giants at Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, the Giants in a tough loss. Game of the week. I think this is the perfect game to have on Monday night football. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning, I, I would not start him this week against possibly the best of defense in football right now. Um, and if not the best, then definitely in the top three, right up there with Denver and Seattle. Um, but more importantly, Shane Vereen just randomly, apparently he's going to be out for two months with a tricep injury, if not the season. Uh, but again, it sounds like Rashad Jennings should be back this week or close to it. Um, I don't think, you know, I think a lot of people might rush to the waiver wire for Orleans Darkwell or Bobby Rainey or Paul Perkins, but I'm not adding any of them. Uh, I, I think that uh, the big name that people are going to jump on is Orleans Darkwell just because he had a very solid showing this game, touchdown 53 yards. Um, but I, I would actually go ahead and if, if I had room on my team, I would, and it was a PPR league, I would go ahead and drop the, you know, the zero fab bid on, uh, on Bobby Rainey. He's going to be the one that takes up Shane Vereen's uh, workload, whereas Orleans Darkwa is much more the, the Rashad Jennings type running back. Now, of course, they could always, you know, do what the Giants, you know, can, might do and go ahead and just sign Andre Williams and he can just dominate the backfield. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I certainly have no issue uh, if you want to add Bobby Rainey. I do agree that I think he's the likely fit for that Vereen role. I just would not spend a lot of waiver wire budget on him. Um, I, I do think that Rashad Jennings, it sounds like he'll be back this week. And even if he's not, uh, you know, they face Minnesota. None of those running backs are going to do particularly well. Um, and then <laughs> Hodo Beckham is going to be just fine. He hasn't gotten touchdown yet this year, but you're starting him every week, even against Minnesota. Uh, he torched Josh Norman on a few of those routes. Um, and I actually think that Sterling Shepard is still a flex play as well against Minnesota. He's just such a good route runner that I don't think you can bench him right now. You likely don't have many better options. As good as the Vikings defense is, I don't think they have anybody that can match up with Odell Beckham. Uh, I've got him for two touchdowns this week. Call me crazy. Ooh, I don't know about two touchdowns, but uh, certainly not benching him. Um, and then on the Minnesota side here, uh, Sam Bradford, eh, just an okay QB streamer this week. The Giants defense is actually pretty decent as well, um, although I'm not sure if they're ready to handle Stephon Diggs either. We, we, we might see a big game from Diggs and Odell Beckham. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about this, this offense right now. I, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I think I think uh, you're probably going to talk about him, but I think Rudolph is probably really the best offensive option right now. Uh, Diggs is the guy to key on for the secondary, and just neither of these running backs really impressed me enough to to really get me excited. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph, he's my number two waiver wire ad behind uh, Jordan Howard this week. Uh, as you mentioned, he's the clear second option when Diggs is covered. Uh, Sam Bradford has always enjoyed targeting the tight end, and Rudolph is finally seeing fantasy relevance again. He's always had the tools. Uh, he just never had a good quarterback, and then he struggled with injuries. And I think now, um, for as long as he's healthy, he's uh, he's right up there with Ebron, top six, top seven, top eight tight end for me. Uh, Bradford loves targeting him. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys that just have the tools but need the right offensive scheme and need the quarterback that looks for the tight end. Um, if Jordan Cameron was uh, in Rudolph's shoes, we'd be talking about him the exact same way. Yeah, and then uh, for the running backs, uh, clearly McKinnon's the guy here. He actually got some goal line work as well and some pass catching work. Uh, out, out snapped um, Matt Asiata and out touched him, you know, 16 to 6. I think he's the guy. He's just a low on RB2 right now with how bad that offensive line is. Um, but still, I think he, he needs to be owned. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, just real quick, it's really concerning that Laquan Treadwell is still inactive behind Charles Johnson and Adam Thielen. Like, that, that, that doesn't sound good. Like, he's making a lot of progress. I'm concerned for this season, but I wasn't really... I mean, you, you know that I never expect much out of rookies in their first season. It's exceptionally rare for rookie wide receivers to make anything of themselves in their first season. Like, we were spoiled. With with guys like Odell Beckham and Alshon and all those, which which are so recent in in time, that that's really that's really the exception and not the rule. I, I guess for me, even even in Dynasty, I, I never liked Laquan Treadwell as the number two overall pick as he was in many leagues. I always liked Sterling Shepard over him and possibly even Corey Coleman. And I, I think if you if you still have somebody you know who believes in Laquan Treadwell, um, and you can flip him for either of those guys, I would do it in a heartbeat. You know I'm a you know I'm a Dachshund guy. TCU zigzagging, go horned frogs or whatever the heck. Yeah, they I, I actually like Dachshund as well. Yep, he just needs to stay healthy. Yeah, um, I will take Minnesota here. Uh, give me Minnesota actually here at home. I was going back and forth on this game. Uh, give me the Vikes. 
Yeah, I, I think they're in the conversation right now for the best team in the NFC. It's they're definitely in the conversation. All right. Um. So finally, two teams on by uh, Green Bay and Philadelphia. Real quick, Aaron Rodgers looked great against Detroit. Um. Certainly, you're, you you've been starting him as a QB one, even with some mediocre weeks. And then Eddie Lacy, uh, still. Still by low. He's breaking tackles left and right, running hot. It's just a matter of time until he gets a touchdown. I think that you know that by low window is closing fast if it hasn't already. And then I trade. I I would try to trade for him this week if if his owner is desperate and needs a running back for the bye week. Completely agree. Um, that uh, one person I am worried about though is Randall Cobb. Um, he's he's not doing anything to impress me. He looks just about as good as Devontae Adams to me right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening with Randall Cobb. Last year, the injury certainly derailed him, and I don't know. Uh, but on the other side, uh, Jordy Nelson, back to a clear-cut uh, wide receiver one. The speed is back, as we saw in that one touchdown, and he and Rodgers are really starting to gel again, as we saw in the other touchdown. And uh, you're starting him every single week. Um, and then in terms of the tight ends, Jared Cook got hurt here because he's Jared Cook. Um, <laughs> Richard Rogers might be worth a look if Cook misses time. Uh, the problem was, you know, kind of like you mentioned with Dwayne Allen and, and Jack Doyle, that they were splitting time, so they vultured each other's values. But if Richard Rogers is the guy, then uh, he might have some relevance. Yep, he's got a whole week to, to heal up, though. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, and then on the Philadelphia side, yeah, oh Carson my God. Wentz. Oh man, uh, he just dominated Pittsburgh, who's who's supposedly a, a playoff team that should go pretty deep. Um, and just, I, I mean, you Wentz, say supposedly like Cleveland or or the or like Cleveland or uh, or uh, Baltimore are going to stop that from happening? Yeah, I, I mean. Wow, I mean, I, I'm not fully, fully sold on Carson Wentz, but he looks good. No, I'm saying Pittsburgh, but yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz looks really good. He's been, in, he's had some very cake matchups. He's had the perfect situation to start the season against, uh, start his career actually against Pittsburgh, against Chicago, and who, who was Week One? Oh, uh, the Browns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I'm much more impressed with Dak Prescott, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, but also, um, so let's talk about the running back situation because Ryan Matthews uh, didn't do anything in this game. Supposedly, he suffered an ankle injury week one and then tweaked it again against the Bears. Um, he's worth a stash if he gets dropped because I think that while Sproles is definitely the guy right now, he is getting up there in age, and I don't think he's going to be able to keep this up for all season. And I think that when Ryan Matthews comes back, he's still going to be that first, second down pounder. Yeah, but they show that they have, like, they could have a uh, a Miami situation if Miami had a good running back situation. Um, Smallwood, 79 yards and a touchdown. Barner, 42 yards and a touchdown. Sproles, 128 yards through the air and a touchdown. Like that, I mean, that's that's ideally what you want from a running back committee. Sure. Um, I, you know, I think Sproles is the only guy you can trust right now. If Barner hadn't gotten that touchdown, his day is pretty mediocre. Um, and then the receiving core, Jordan Matthews got a touchdown and then they didn't really need to do much else. So he, he's still a low end wide receiver too. just give him the targets and the red zone trust. And then two uh, stashes here through the bye week, potentially. Um, we saw Doriel Green Beckham really get more involved in this game. And while, you know, he could be a preemptive ad in deeper leagues, he's seeing a lot more snaps and Carson Wentz has a pretty decent deep ball. Green Beckham doesn't need to know all the routes or all the playbook 
to return fantasy value on those vertical routes or just as a red zone package player. Um, I, I think that he, you know, he might be a very interesting guy late in the season. Um, and then the other one I want to talk about, you, you know, we mentioned earlier, we don't really talk that much about defenses, but the Philadelphia defense has looked really good through three weeks. It's a big, big job to shut down Pittsburgh. And they were able to do that. I think that pass rush is legit. And I think that they're going to be a top 10 fantasy defense for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, depending on their uh, depending on their matchup, definitely. Um, nobody in nobody in the East is really scaring me right now, um, except for you know Odell Beckham Jr. But you know, yeah, and I think that there's a couple of leagues where Philly is uh, unowned in in terms of the leagues that I'm playing in, and I'm considering dropping a, a lotto ticket bench guy to even stash that defense through their bye week. Sure, what the heck? All right, um, you want to do a quick recap of the injuries, and we'll wrap it up. Sure, sure. Just real quickly, uh, keep an eye on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and and uh, and the Brissett situation. Russell Wilson with both legs hurt. Uh, keep an eye on him. Shane Vereen out two full two months at least, or the full year. We could know as early as by the end of this week. Um, Langford with a severe high ankle sprain. That's the type of injury that can take four to six weeks. Um, really, you know, uh, the high ankle sprain is not really where the ankle is. It's really a separation of your your two bones in your lower leg, uh, completely apart from each other. So it's that that's what that's what takes a high ankle sprain that long to heal all the time. Um, we don't actually know about Amir Abdullah just now. There was thoughts he would be back, but I think he might be gone for the entirety of the season. Um, uh, definitely, uh, you know, Washington and Riddick are the guys going forward. Um, Rawls, we already mentioned with a fractured fibula in his leg. Um, and then, of course, Arian Foster with with the groin, with the soft tissue injuries. But you don't want to touch that Miami backfield regardless. Um, Julio probably okay. He's okay in this game, but make sure he doesn't roll his ankle any further. Um, Michael Floyd and Don Moncrief both in concussion protocol, and that should cover us for all the relevant ones right now. Oh, Antonio Gates, um, the benefactor being Hunter Henry. Yeah, and uh, to recap, uh, as I said before, Jordan Howard is my number one waiver wire ad. I think he will be an RB two. Um, and then also definitely Dwayne Washington, if he wasn't picked up this past week, uh, maybe uh, he flew under the radar because on the box score, he wasn't that impressive, but definitely worth a pickup. Um, Kyle Rudolph, uh, like I said, I, I think he's a top seven, top eight tight end going forward. And then uh, as we mentioned before, uh, Cameron R. Payne, probably the best of the uh, running backs in Carolina. Um, and then the New York Giants uh, wouldn't overspend on any of those running backs with Vereen out, but uh, Bobby Rainey would be the guy to add. And then just a quick recap, John Brown, seeing him dropped in some leagues, I think that Arizona is going to fix that offense sooner rather than later, and he needs to be owned. Um, and then as we mentioned uh, real just before this, uh, Doriel Green-Beckham um, and the Philadelphia defense, uh, I think worth holding through the bye week. Another week, another uh, week of agreements. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I hope that you guys and gals are all doing well in your leagues out there. And if not, uh, we are still pretty early in the season. Uh, there's absolutely no reason to give up just yet, even if you started 0-3. Um, and as always, uh, if you have any questions, whether it's waiver wire pickups, sit start decisions, you can always reach us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. Um... We'd love to hear from you guys. Also, don't forget to uh, uh, like us on Facebook and subscribe to the uh, podcast in your iTunes store or in the Purple Podcasting app on your uh, phone. We're also on we're also on Google now, correct? 
That is correct. Excellent. Excellent. I don't have one of those phones, so I don't really know what to say about it, but I but we're making strides. We're making moves, making moves. Yeah, and uh, best of luck to everybody in week four. As always, it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.